You're listening to the Healthy Weight Coaching Podcast, inspiring stories and tips to help you reach your goal. For information on reaching your healthy weight or to share your success story, please reach us at healthyweightcoaching.com. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Weight Coaching Podcast. I'm Julie Taub, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and your host. And today I have Tyler Colgan with us. She is going to discuss sugar addiction. I won't label her a sugar addict because I don't like to label (laughs) anybody, but Tyler, I'm so glad you're here because I'll call you an expert in the sugar department. Is that fair? You you can call me an addict. I'm I'm okay with it. (laughs) So I really wanted to bring Tyler on because sugar is such a powerful weapon against healthy living. And so, or not a weapon, I guess it's a, the culprit against healthy, healthy living. It can really be such an obstacle for people in so many ways. And some people will say, oh, well, I don't care about sugar. You know, I'm all about the salty and the crunchy. Well, that's just salty and crunchy processed foods breaking down into sugar. So truthfully, there is a sugar addiction that is just permeating our society. And it's a huge problem. And Research is showing now that that's almost more of a culprit with heart disease than the saturated fat that used to be the big enemy. So, Tyler, I'll go ahead and start with just hearing your take on when your sugar addiction began and when you knew you had an issue regarding sugar. Well, I was thinking about that, and I I would think it probably started in the womb because my mother is a sugar addict. And apparently she had a charge account at the Baskin Robbins in 1971 that my dad said was probably more than their, than their mortgage a month. So I don't know if it can start in the, in the womb, but I never, never remember not like loving it, like loving it and seeking it. Did your mom keep sweets in the house when you were growing up? Well, so that's the funny thing is that like we, we didn't, she's so teeny and she loves sugar so much. She'd bring it in, but it was kind of like this you know, forbidden thing, like we have it. And then, so everybody would jump on it, the ice cream, we'd eat it, eat it. And then she'd be dumping it down the disposal. We didn't need to have it. So it's always kind of like this thing, but we were not the family that had like the little Debbie's and the cookies all around. We never had it. I mean, we'd bring it in, but it would fly out. So that's probably why when it would come in, it would, because we didn't know if we were getting it again. And so did you um, find when you were in social situations as a kid that you were trying to sneak sweets? Would she get on you and say you shouldn't no, eat that? No, I w- it was never like that's bad. It was just kind of like, we don't need to be doing this shit because we all recognized it was bad. So I was like, God, that's probably not great. And I remember like after church on Sundays, like going out to eat and they'd have like the buffet and they'd have all the different desserts and we'd get like one of each so we could taste a bite of each one. But then it'd be like, okay, take them away. So it was like, bring them, take them away type thing which probably wasn't so healthy. (laughs) And do you now, can you relate to those sweets and think those are still the sweets you like, or do you feel like your tastes have evolved and you have new sweet cravings? You know what? Sadly, I would take, I would eat a Tootsie Roll and I would eat Belgian chocolate. Like there is no, I do not discriminate. (laughs) I will eat the 7-Eleven candy and then I'll eat, you know, the French pastry. It kind of doesn't even matter. So because your mom, you know, put a stigma on it, you knew it wasn't healthy. Yep. Did you recognize And I we any... were lectured about it. Oh, okay. You knew it wasn't healthy, but yes. oh, yeah. did you, did you think it wasn't making you feel good or would, did you just kind of feel like 
it was bad. You didn't understand really why or any link between yeah, how yeah, you I mean, felt that, at that age. I probably did not think it was bad or like physically affected me until like in college and out of college when I, you know, we were more aware of sugar and, and I think reading articles, I was like, God, I don't feel good when I eat that. But as a child, uh, it was great. I didn't, I didn't think about it, but now I know, I know after I have sugar now, it's like, Oh, so awful. But let me, let me do it again. <laughs> Sad. Mm-hmm. So we often, Tyler's a client, and a lot of times in our sessions, we end up talking about changing habits just so she feels her best and there's a recurring theme with the sugar thing. So because you feel how much better it is to live a life without sugar, what would you say to other sugar addicts out there? Like, is it easier for you to cut it all out? Or can you have a little bit, be satisfied and still feel good? Well, I'm still probably working on that, but I I don't want to say it because I don't want to have to do this. But I think if I cut it out completely would probably be the best thing because I fool myself. And then, so like recently I got like the stevia, like cherry Cokes. I never even drank Coca-Cola. So I was like, well, those are healthy. That can be something sweet. It's zero calories. But that just any sweet triggers more sugar for me. So if I eat that, you know, then I'm like, oh God, I want more. And then, so, and I've also tried that. Oh, I just have the one cookie. Well, that, that doesn't work for me. And then I eat the one cookie and then I'm like, oh, I've, ru- I've convinced myself I've ruined it. So then I just like, well, I'm just going to eat all the sugar I can eat and all the different kinds of sugars before I have to go back to Julie and stop eating it again. I'm glad so, I put you on the podcast so I can get down I, and dirty with all their secrets. It's really the truth. I mean, it's sad. It's like, and I know people say that they compare it to addiction for drinking. Like you can't just have one drink again. I mean, I, I do believe that, but you know, I can't help it. You sneak it every now and then, but I, it really is. I feel so much better. When I'm not eating sugar. I mean, it's like remarkable. I, like in three days, it's like the energy I'm not as foggy. I'm not as tired. I feel more in control. It's like everything, but I go on and off the wagon, like just a crazy person. So, so do you have anxiety with the holidays coming up? Like Halloween, then we've got Thanksgiving, Christmas. Do you feel anxious about that? Wrote down Halloween, wrote down Halloween, because what happens is Halloween comes and the girls come in with like the bags of candy. I'm like, Oh, I'll just have one baby Snickers. And then, and then I'll have one. And then it's like, then all of a sudden, ah, well, I'll just start when it's Thanksgiving, you know, then Thanksgiving, then it's Christmas, then it's Valentine's Day, then it's Easter. So then it's a birthday. And, you know, it's always, it's always something. So that's what's hard. You're like, oh, I'm going to quit after this. I'm going to quit after this. But the sugar real, I mean, I'll find myself like driving to like the fabric store in Atlanta. I'm like, oh, I think I need a fabric swatch because I know they have a bowl of Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> and I'm like, I can go just get one. Oh, I can just get one. And then because it's at a store and I didn't buy it and it was free, kind of didn't count. And I just feel horrible after, physically and mentally, because you're like mad at yourself, for, you know. And so, know so once you've done that, if you've gone by and you've gotten those Tootsie Rolls, do you, uh, do you yeah. want to eat more sugar later in the day because you're like, I've blown it? Yes. Or do you think you're beyond that to where you can have that one, feel guilty, but not, not eat more later? Well, I wish there I was consistent because sometimes I would have the one little picture. I'm like, okay, that's it. Like, why did I do that? And sometimes I'll have it and I'm like, well, I've ruined it. Let me go, you know, I'll just keep eating the little things. It's not like I'll go plunge into like a Snickers, God forbid, because like that's like horrible. But it's the little ones, you know, it's the faking out 
little things that, you know, probably add up to like a king size Snickers, which I would never get because it would be so horrible. You know, but I have to compliment you because a lot of people that have the same sugar cravings that you do, like would eat that whole candy bowl. Or if they didn't get enough in that instance, they you can lose control and want to go to the store immediately and get larger quantities. So you, you really do. I mean, I think your mom did you a, a good service by not telling you couldn't have it. So you were exposed yeah. to little bits because you do have a handle on that where you're not, you're not unhealthfully binging. You're just, the cravings are irresistible. They and are. I saw a good um, perpetual cycle diagram that I think really hones in on what you feel. You eat the sugar because you crave it. You like it. We all want to, you know, feel good because it gives us a little rush. Your blood sugar spike. Definitely. Yeah. Dopamine's released in the brain. So you're, you know, having that addictive tendency and then you have a crash and then your cravings start again. And whether it's more sugar or more processed carbohydrate and the salty, crunchy stuff, it just keeps going and going. It, it, yeah. And it just gets worse and worse. It is terrible. It's terrible. And so and how I, do you I mean, I have it? to like, well, I don't, that's why I'm coming to you all the well, time. Well, no, I know that. No, <laughs> I was going to finish my sentence. No, by asking. No, no, I'm just saying the way I manage is like, I have to check in with people. Like if I didn't, I'd be like going nuts. So I like coming to you because you, you know, even if you're not telling me anything new, I know that I can check in with my crate, check in with everything with you. And then you give me tips. And it was true. And it's like, I well, thought I never good. leave. But, <laughs> you know, but, it, but it's just kind of somebody that's, again, telling you, you're, you are not an idiot. You know what to do. Just do it, you know. And I just think I, I need that constantly. Well, and to manage I've, it, I just, you know, yeah, I, the exercising helps. If I exercise and I'm like, okay, I've done that. I'm not going to ruin it, you know, mm-hmm. with the with the thing, but it's just hard because people, you know, you'll go work out and there'll be a weekend. And like, well, oh, you can have that. You, you're fine. You look, but it doesn't matter. It still makes me feel bad after. So I have to remember that. And I think that's really the key motivator. You know, the aesthetic part of sugar and what it does to our bodies is one thing, but to know how that makes you feel, that's the intrinsic motivation that keeps you staying away from foods that don't work for your body. Everybody's different, you know? So, and it um, really does give me a hangover. Like I definitely, and my, 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 we always talk about that because my mom will eat ice cream, you know, and she'll go off the sugar and on the sugar and off the sugar, you know, that's another recurring theme in our family. We're off the sugar now, you know, and then, then all of a sudden (laughs) we're back on it, you know, and then we're off it. You know, but at least we are aware of the problem. So maybe that's the first step, I guess. So I think it'll be trying, a battle of a lifetime. Are you trying to do anything different with your kids? How do you, how do you manage it with them? Do you have any good advice? Well, I'm, I'm just trying not to mess them up, but I'm sure I will in a certain way. I tell them to read the labels. I'm like, that has a lot of sugar in it. Why don't you have, you know, nature's candy and try to give them the grapes. But like they're, they are, you can already tell they're, because my husband loves sugar too. So mm-hmm. they're like attack it like crazy people. So I try not to have it, but I also want to have a little bit like in their lunchbox, maybe they'll get a little piece of chocolate, you know, so they, they're not like, it's, I don't want to give that forbidden. We weren't allowed to ever have it. Therefore it's like forbidden, but I also don't want to give it. So it's, it's just real. I think it's really hard to sort of manage it without giving them an eating problem and then manage it without, you know, I just, I think it's hard. 
Do you have any proud mommy moments? I mean, I know your, your kids are young, but any proud mommy moments where you think you've done a good job of role modeling and maybe had an interaction with them that you feel like you handled well based on your past? Maybe with, I would say like with reading the labels, they are really aware of that. They're like, this only has three grams of sugar for the cereal. That's good. That's healthy. And I'm trying to say that's healthy instead of good and bad, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like they are aware of that. I feel happy about that. But, you know, then I see them like sneaking suckers in in their room and I'm like, "Mm, fail that. So (laughs) I mean, I'd love someone to come on the show that this child does not do that though. Like I think... All kids, yeah, there's happening and some rebellion associated with sneaking candy. I'm like, please just show sneaking me what candy. you're eating. Yeah. Don't sneak it. Yeah. It's the dum-dums. I found like a thing of dum-dums. They had a, <laughs> they got it a pinata and they know that, you know, or like that switch, which comes and takes the Halloween candy away. I mean, I don't know. That's sad. I feel, I feel like you should just say you have the candy you have forever. You're just not going like boards on it every day. Have a little piece a day. So I'm trying to teach them moderation instead of taking it away and giving it to some switch witch lady you know yeah i mean i I hate that i think we all have to be reminded to be not be crazy on top of them they can't have any but to let them have a little bit and it's hard for yeah so i want to know what the best resource you go to like maybe a motivational website or uh, a typical uh, Mm. your favorite exercise or a book that you've read or anything that you utilize as a tool to keep you motivated? Of, of off the sugar? Or just yes. In general, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 off the sugar. sugar. Yeah. Well, yeah. my mom did give me, I mean, we are like the self-help sugar people. So, I mean, my mom did give me this book called The Crazy Maker <laughs> that has like, I mean, oh, we have the sugar books. Like, I mean, I could probably open a library as I'm like eating hot tamales reading it. But <laughs> the, the, the Crazy Maker is a good one because it okay. really will scare you. And then, and then all those, cool. I, I subscribe to those things on, um, on Facebook is up the food ink, like that one I was telling you about with the gummy bears, you know, and they yes. show you where gummy bears come from. And then, you know, I'll look at that and just be like, Oh, you know, I just yeah, I did really, that. really see where it comes from. I'm such a freak about that, that it, that actually makes me ill. So that sort of helps to discuss myself with things like that. <laughs> Well, you know, but it's the reality. motivation coming to you, coming to you. And um, <laughs> that helps. I mean, it really, really does. Just to having somebody to check in with, you know, that you can talk to. That isn't your friend or your mom. You are my friend, but, you know, that well, you feel I like think, can kind of keep you motivated. Well, and you're honest. That helps me a lot. I will yeah. say, you know, the accountability so, helps because you're honest. You're honest with yourself. Yeah. And so, you know, it allows allows me to help you more. So I'm very yeah. grateful to you, Tyler, for agreeing to be on the show. Well, oh, well, thank you. Well, I, I hope I can help everybody out there that's addicted like me. What I about do. Like I eating think hot some... tamales while I was talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> I know you wouldn't do that because you're coming to see me tomorrow or the I next know, day. So. I know, I know, <laughs> <laughs> No room for hot tamales. But I'm really oh, grateful to you Lord. for sharing your story and your yeah. tips. So thank you so wow. much, Tyler, and I will see well, you soon. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you're you. welcome. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. And thank you for listening to the Healthy Weight Coaching Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Weight Coaching Podcast. Visit us at www.healthyweightcoaching.com. And please, review this podcast on iTunes so that we can keep sharing the secrets to success that will help you. For more information on how to reach your peak or be on the show, contact Julie, the Healthy Weight Coach, at healthyweightcoaching.com. Thank you.